We are back again with another edition of Hit the Targets podcast. I'm your host, Yashaj Parthab, filling in for Jesse Nagel, who is out injured. <laughs> his partner in crime, Chadley Nagel, has uh, also been a scarce commodity following his beloved blues going through the blues themselves. So would mean studio is a dynamic duo, that being none other than soccer betting users, Ayanda Vezi and Mark Stradom. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, how's it, Desh? Good to be here, brother. Uh, thank you, Desh. Uh, welcome to the listeners at home. It's good to be back here again. Yeah, it's good to have you guys back in studio. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get straight into the relegation battle. I think um, from what you've seen, Premier League clubs fighting for survival and they're really showing their attacking ability. You know, you've seen some high-scoring fixtures of recent. You look at, I think, a week or two ago, Brighton had smashed Wolves by six goals to no. It was a, it was a huge performance from them. And then they, they go and get a 5-1 hiding by relegation threat in Everton um, at home in front of the, 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 the Amex faithful. You know, I, I didn't see that one coming. So the relegation battle is like, it's alive. And, you know, as, as, as much as the title race is on, Premier League survival is a priority for all clubs, and then they they look to push on that. What have you made so far of this um, the relegation battle so far, Yanda? Uh, well, Desh, uh, for me, I'm shocked to see Everton where they are uh, mm. this season and Leicester yeah. as well. Leicester, uh, they won the the Premier League uh, not so long ago. not so long ago, yeah. yeah. And Everton, it's one like of the biggest team in the Premier League. It's one of the oldest clubs. I think they are a founding club of the Premier League. Definitely. Uh, Of the English football league. So even, I think even the players themselves, they like, we are the one to blame here. We have to take account, we have to be held accountability here. So Mm. they need to turn things around. And the results uh, have shown in their last game where they, they showed that they really want to fight and stay in the Premier League, you know. But I'm very concerned with their next match of which it's Manchester City. Yes, they're playing at home. So for me, that game is one of the games like everyone is looking forward to see on what's going to unfold on uh, on the day there. Mm. Because Everton, like we saw what they did in their previous match. Yeah. So they'll pull up uh, their socks and they'll fight. And I don't think it's going to be easy for Man City in that game because... Everton is really trying hard to to maintain their status in the top flight. Mm, I think they have been very sporadic this season. Sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're not. You know, and with yeah. Sean Dyke's arrival, I think he's uh, he's on the sort of pedigree yeah. as uh, knowing what to do and keep a club up. Yeah. But uh, in this relegation battle, it's 19th position and 12th position are just 10 points. That's that's the margin that yeah. you're playing at and. You know, um, Ayana mentioned Everton, but uh, Leicester as well. You know, from where they've come, the plays that they've had, winning the FA Cup as well. I think they won that last season or the season before that. um, Beating, I think it was Man City in the final. So that's a huge accolade for for Brendan Rodgers and um, those players. Uh, But, you know, you also look at West Ham. Like, what are West Ham doing in that? They, They themselves have a European... Confederation, Con- yeah, yes. Sem- semi-final. semi-final. semi-finals, yeah. And, yeah. and they, they they come they, back to, they to s- London yeah. and they're they're deep in a relegation battle. So Wolves as well, another top flight club. You know, you look at player like Diego Costa. You know, I believe he he was World Cup World Cup winner yeah. um, with Spain. Um, Neves, Ruben Neves, Ruben in Neves as well, another player, absolute player, and the investment in the club. Um, you know, those those should be at least in the top half. And wh- why do you think they're in the the way they are, Mark? Too much changes in a club, I think, Dash. Mm. Uh, there's no consistency. You you can't um, keep on looking for new coaches and, and expect to be consistent, not finding any rhythm in the way you play. You know, players need to, to, to link up with each other, need to, to, to learn each other's roles, how each other play, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So... So having all these distractions in the league, it shows in your performance come game day, you know? Yeah. And um, West Ham, they got a lot to play for. They shouldn't be where they are now. And um, they need to it's climb the It's going to be interesting to see what happens from exactly. now until the end of the season. Yeah, for them. because they also need to rest some players. 
Because they're in the conference uh, league, as you said. Yeah. And injuries. You never know what, what injuries. Because, you know, I think they, they're playing AZ, Alkamar. In yeah, the, from the Dutch. Got, yeah, and, yeah. you know, you wonder um, with the intensity of uh, of that game, will somebody, like, pull a hamstring or, um, exactly. you know, like, overextend the knee? And, yes. you know, what would an ACL injury mean to Ben Rama or, like, Bowen? Costly. Who has been, like, attackers, you know? Come towards the end of the season, that could could prove a prove big the difference. difference. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned um, lots of changes at clubs. And, you know, I look at um, where Southampton are obviously being rooted to the foot to the table. Mm. Earlier on the podcast, I mentioned 19th and 12th being separated by 10 points. But the gap for Southampton to 19th place is, it's it's quite big. And at, at this stage of the season, I think the relegation could be all but confirmed in in the next in, you know, coming week or yeah, so. Exactly, yeah, exactly. With, with other clubs um, having... Other results, you yeah. know, it could it could work. Um, it could could mean the the end for the their stay in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, they're they're onto their third coach of um, of the season, and uh, they've actually had more head coaches than home Premier League wins. Was, yeah, that's that was quite that's incredible. Crazy when, <laughs> when I saw that after seventeen home fixtures, they've they've won just two of them. So, yeah. Um, no, no club in in the English top flight has lost more than ten games. Yeah, and Southampton. Uh, they won this in, in yeah, ten now at Southampton. the moment. Yeah, so it it just goes to show like um, how poor they've been. Um, they've also scored the fewest home goals. league goals. Mm. So you know it's it just spells the end for them. But what is the if you had to take a positive away from them this season? Oh, it's hard to say because they've been <laughs> terrible. I don't want to lie to you. Yeah, it's hard uh, to find any positive from it. They, they've been, I think, the worst team in the, in the, in the, in the division. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the championship is already like, yeah, I'm sure. It's there. Yeah. 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 So there's. I don't, it, it had, maybe when Jesus comes down, <laughs> that's when they will turn things around. But for now, uh, for me, they definitely going down. Yeah, I, I think yeah. for them they just need to to finish the season off on a positive. But their yeah. remaining fixtures doesn't look so easy as well. They finish off with Liverpool at home, and Liverpool's so, playing for Champions it, League. It, so, it so, so Liverpool are coming for the Champions League. So yeah, it's it's gonna be quite the the goal yeah. fest. Uh, I can Bright, imagine Brighton as well. Yeah, another big big one for them. Um, but yeah, if if you had to look, okay, maybe a rebuilding for next season. And yeah. where would you? maybe say they should focus. Do they do they make Ruben Sellers their permanent manager? Because I know he's he's still the end of the season, but mm. do you think they extend his contract or look to bring in some more players? Look, the way things uh, are going at Southampton, I think for me, they'll maybe like just try and give him maybe like uh, four or five games in the championship to see how things uh, work out and then if maybe they say oh okay we're not uh, the results are not coming in and then mm. I think they'll start looking for a new coach but for now I think because uh, as Mark said that uh, for Southampton now is to finish like on a good note so if they if, if does that does happen I think they'll keep him but then if they continue to lose their games I think they'll look for another manager Mm, because well, the, the gap because like now the players uh, if they finish uh, on a bad note they look to refresh a squad and I'm sure there are some teams that will come for certain players in the, in the, in the from, from Southampton so for me I believe if maybe they finish on a good note they'll keep the coach and give him maybe some 5 or 10 games to say and if he does if he does not deliver, that's when I think they'll let him go. Mm. I wonder how important a, a preseason would be for him because that's what most clubs look look at. Um, you know, just a solid preseason, get the group together, put them through a few hurdles, and see what's what's gonna work and what's not. Um, obviously, that gap to 18th and 19th place um, is six points, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite a tough side to see Leicester and Leeds. Um, Joining Southampton, yeah, yeah, at the at the bottom of the Premier League, but for for Leeds, you know, when when I see them there, you think of Marcelo Bielsa and and what um that you know high intensity attack, all out attack, just mm. go for go for goal um mentality and how 
like it's changed. I don't see much of that. And you look at um, players like Rodrigo, you know, he's somebody that has embodied that. And he did actually start the season off very well. I think he was the, the top scorer at one stage yeah. um, before Haaland obviously over, overtook <laughs> and just made the, the league something of his own. But um, forwards like um, Rodrigo as, as well, you know, he's somebody who is now... Is, um, uh, Rafinha, sorry. Rafinha, Rafinha yeah, obviously. Rafinha, yeah, yeah is instrumental. And they've actually, they were in a relegation battle themselves, like last year. You know, mm. you, you remember Rafinha walking the length of the pitch on his knees. And uh, I believe that was a tribute because in South, South American countries, apparently they do that. Um, so that was a f- the first time I'd seen uh, a player do something like that. And um, another key uh, player that they lost was uh, Kelvin Phillips. And, you know, you, you wonder if Bielsla sort of mentioned this to the board, what would have happened? And obviously he's got the sacking now, but Mark, do they abandon that like philosophy? Because when they had the plays, they executed and they did it really well. You look at performances against Man City and Liverpool um, and how they, they played, but they, it, it hasn't really worked for them this season. I, I think it, comes, it all comes down to the coach, I think, and the way he wants to play. Because in the championship, they it was the same team and then when they came to the Premier League I think the intensity just raised and um, but they showed they can go toe-to-toe with the they, best they can but it comes down to tactics most of the time and, and, and the way the coach wants to play because Sam Allardyce although they they in the bottom three they made City sweat in their previous game they, mm. they that second half for Le- for Leeds was was um, they showed some some cuts, you know. Mm. They 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 did make Man City uh, uh, sweat for those three points. Yeah, and it's, and two on defeat. Yeah, at the edge, it exactly. isn't anything to be um, ashamed of. Exactly, you know? yeah. And um, and Allardyce, he is uh, he's that type of coach, you know. Mm. He he knows how to to grind out games. He's 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 not a fancy coach. He's just straightforward tactics. Plain simple style and 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 play the game, you know. Mm. So so I think oh, I don't know where this team goes from. Yeah, they just two points out of the the relegation zone. Yeah, but their their remaining fixtures: Newcastle at home. Newcastle is a different piece at this moment, and uh, and they play West Ham as well. And then it's, West Ham and Tottenham. It's Tottenham be very difficult. Tottenham, you're not sure what you're gonna get on the day mm. at this point as well, but. It, it doesn't look too good for them. Mm. And uh, I know Sam Allardyce, he, he knows how to keep a team in the, in the Premier League, but... I wonder if he's, if he's the right foot for, for them long-term because you look at him and, and what... Um, uh, and you compare him to their long-term manager, obviously being Marcelo Bielsla and mm. even Jesse Marsh. You know, mm. you did see a bit of um, that high press yeah. and counter-attacking. You look, look at the performances um, under him and... The, the the one that comes to mind is obviously that famous um, defeat uh, to Liverpool. Liverpool, they, yeah. They currently, I believe, Leeds are the only club to have defeated Liverpool yeah. in the Premier League this season yes. at, at, at Anfield, home, yeah. which is absolutely massive. And um, and now you go to Sam Allardyce, who I don't think is going to play the same way that the play, these players have been coached Coach, you know, yeah. for for the, like the last few seasons. And... Um, Obviously, he's a man that has experience in his battle. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be looking at that West Ham game yeah. um, because that is a, definitely a six-pointer. You know, if, if yeah. you can win that, that's like absolutely I, incredible. I, I don't think Sam Allardyce is, is too fancy. I think he just will give the players more confidence and, and, and belief. Is mm. there to motivate? To motivate, exactly. Yeah. Not to, to be fancy on the mm. field or, or yeah. go through any tactics on how to move the ball in certain areas of the game and, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys mentioned the word motivation yeah. because, you know, he has come out on, on um, multiple occasions with the press and saying that he's on the same level as Guardiola and Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> and, you know, you wonder um, what that would do to the players. But not only that, in the dressing room, I see his first fixture in charge. He goes and he benches Ilan Amelia, who has been the first choice keeper, I think, for the last three seasons. Three, yeah. And yeah. and then he plays um, Joel Robles, who uh, I'm not sure if he's on loan from West Ham or he signed from West Ham, but um, I remember him being a West Ham keeper. And, mm. um, you know, it, it was a huge um, 
fixture to go to the Etihad. You know, Manchester City um, having something like 18 shots on the day. And, you know, if you're a Premier League goalkeeper who hasn't played all season, yeah, it must be an absolute nightmare yeah. that, uh, that you, you're going to the Etihad. City too. Yeah. Exactly, to yeah. play against the, ta- the table-topping um, Manchester City outfit who um, were also like defending champions. So in terms of motivation, Ayanda, what do you think that does to the rest of the dressing room? Would, would you think their, their position is safe, their place in the team is safe? Because if you mention the goalkeeper, then nobody is safe, really. Yeah, you know, if, uh, if you're not like uh, performing yeah. and then someone like does better in, in your position, that's, I think it's fair to give that person a fair chance. Because the coach is always with the players, like on the ground. He knows uh, which one is performing, which one is not like uh, doing well. Because the coach knows each and every player's strength and weakness. So that shows that uh, you, he's the coach that says, uh, I don't care if your name is, how big is your name. But if you're not giving me what I want, you stay on the bench. I'm here to save the club. Uh, because... At the end of the day, the coach will be the one to look at and to say, we're playing now in the championship because of the coach. Mm. So now it's his job to do what thinks it's the best for the team. No matter uh, if you've been a goalkeeper for the team for like uh, three seasons. But if the coach thinks now that, no, you need to be motivated, let me put you on the bench. For example, I'll make a, an example about uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Pep Guardiola came out and said it it really helped Guardi, uh, De Bruyne to be to be benched because now he's starting to pull up his socks. He's starting to his confidence is coming back. So I think by doing that, he was trying to motivate the players to say, "You see, if you're not performing, and then the other player comes in and perform in your position." Mm. then you'll, you'll, you'll lose your place in mm. the team. Well, I'm sure his second half, uh, well, his halftime talk um, did, did do something to this place because they did find the back of the net in the second half. And, yeah. um, you know, a team that has not been shy of goals this season is Leicester. So it, it does surprise me that they are where they are. Um, you know, they, they've scored 49 goals um, this season, which is the same amount as Manchester United. But look at how different... They are in in terms of the league table, the league, yeah. And um, you know, you gotta you gotta look at their plays like Madison, you know, Tillemans. What what those two have done in the midfield for Harvey, years. Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes, and on the wing, and you know, they they've got no issue finding the back of the net. It's it's the defense, you know, like. Um, I, th- I, I think they lost their confidence as a whole, that team. Yeah, and with they, Brendan Rodgers there as well. And they've also lost the, some of their key players, the likes of Fofana to, to, Chelsea, to Chelsea. Chelsea. You know, and I think they've never found a proper a replacement, replacement for, yeah. you know, for him. You know, so, so that tells you that uh, had they signed maybe a replacement for Fofana, we could have been talking a different story now because the goals are, leak, are leaking at the back. So, I think the problem with Leicester City is the backline. They never like uh, reshuffled the squad. There. You know, you look at another player who who left them very surprisingly was Kasper Schmeichel. You know, obviously mm. being the uh, club captain, captain for some yeah. some time, and you know, you know that that yeah. move was very hush hush. I didn't see it coming, and mm. I don't even know if the club saw it coming because you look at um, the the second choice, and and I believe their third choice keeper is uh, Iverson. He's in the nets now, and. You know, it's it's been absolutely um, nightmare. a nightmare, you know, for them because <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Ward was in the nets for before, yeah, be- before that, and you know, he never looked like comfortable at all being thrown in the spotlight mm-hmm. like that, and you know, he hasn't really been imposing. And you know, if you look at those those Leicester plays, you know, that club just personifies fearless mm. fearlessness, you know, like. All out attack, you know they are the foxes. They they will go forward at every time, and and now they they might actually be on their way to to, to the, the championship. Champion, yeah, but but to be fair to them, they 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 never had a chance to 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 freshen up the team just like the other teams have. Like every season, teams are improving. They buying players. Brendan Rodgers never had a chance to do that. They only sold players. 
they lost, like he said, he lost Fofana. They never brought in any players. So as teams are improving, they stayed the same. Yeah. And they, it, it led to some defeats. They lost confidence. Rogers couldn't uh, pick it back up again. He lost his job. The players, obviously, after losing your coach now, then, you know, the attitudes change. The feeling around the club changes. They bring in, I think it's Dean Smith now. Yeah, he's he's been appointed. So he's been so appointed, and season. and it's it doesn't look any good. So <laughs> so he, he he should he should have came in and and tried to motivate because they're not short of anything. They have players. They they they're not lacking goals like you said. And um, just the the other day they were involved in an eight goal thriller um, against a Fulham outfit that yeah. you know has been playing without Mitrovic for some time. So I must say I. Myself was very mm. shocked to see uh, see them find the back of the net with such ease. You look at William. What an important signing! Mm. Um, he's like he's he's proven to be like pivotal for Marcus Silva. So you you know all credit to him and mm. and the recruitment staff. Uh, you know finding a, a fiery winger. And to be honest, I thought William's best days was behind him, but he's really shown yeah. that um, you know he is a bit of a, tr- a trickster. You know he has shown the ability to. To to cut in and um, it's it's been he scored two goals in his previous game as well. Yeah, so you know he's um it's it's like yeah he's been really um ins- inspirational in that team and you know you, you look at um opposite um winger being Dan James you know and what he's he's also mm. brought to the team and um yeah I think that's that's really pro- probably been the the reason why Fulham themselves have stayed I up think, you know yeah. like other than Mitrovic who has just been a huge hit for them. Um, they've had other players that have um, shown their their ability in the team, and um, yeah, I think I think for Leicester's case, it's probably down to the recruitment That's above all it is. everything else. You know, like because they've had stars who have left for huge sums of money. You know, Ayana just mentioned um, Fofana. I think his price tag is like sixty million. Sixty million, That's, and and they never replaced him. You and, know, you know, they could have went maybe. Someone Some, maybe in South American pot maybe they had, they had, they did buy Vestergaard I believe last season and that was more for Maguire replacement yes and you look at that another and key. and it never worked out yeah so and I think he's Soyuncu I don't know how mm, to say his name I believe he's, he's on his way out of the club I believe Atletico Madrid have confirmed him in principle the deal is done and that's so, why he's been benched for most of the season he, he had signed a pre pre contract so. That was, was that, quite that makes you think uh, is James Madison gonna stay? Is Harvey Barnes I'm gonna sure stay? Those are England internationals. I really, I think there's a slim chance. Is Tillman staying? No, so I think they lose everything if sure. they go down. So now, which means they have to now go to the market and mm. buy players. Well, I'm glad. Back. Like we, we've we've mentioned uh, the the defense because if you look at um, my club Everton, I, I thought that at one stage we could have had a potentially like. England um, backline, like back you know, mm. English backline. You look at players like um, Connor Cody, Connor Cody, and partner with James Tarkowski. Tarkowski. And then you've got the England national goalkeeper um, in, the, in the nets. In the nets, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite amazing. But then you also got players like Ben Godfrey, who has been capped at under 21 level. Yeah. Um, he's a decent player as well. I think under 23 level as well. Mm. So, you know, he's someone that has shown that he could be one for the future. Um, and then you also had um, Mason Holgate, again, another yeah. English centre-back who, who has been um, part of the English freight, um, you know, as a youngster. And um, I think a club like Everton, I would never think like we'd be in this um, position. position. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and they, they're also short of nothing. They have a good team, good players now, a good coach as well. So I, I think I think they that win against Brighton, that dumping against Brighton, I think that just gave them a bigger boost to to survive the relegation mm. because they they play Man City next, which uh, it could be a bit of a a free hit because they'll be distracted from the the Champions League second round with with Madrid. So I think they will rest most of their players, City. So I think Everton will give it a good go there. Mm. 
and then the next two games is was Wolves and, and, Bournemouth. and Bournemouth. If they can play the like how they did against Brighton, I don't see them losing those 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 final two fixtures. That's going to be a difficult one. But um, on the final day, you know, you mentioned Bournemouth. That's mm. actually at um, um, Goodison Park, and that yeah. will be Everton's final Premier League game because they are moving to a new stadium. Yeah. Um, but Ayanda, what do you think is going to happen on that day, on that final fixture in front of all those fans, all the history, all those emotion, all those players? No. What do you think is going to happen? No, Everton will want to write history there. Yeah. We'll want to say... We'll want to write a good, like, farewell to that stadium. Yeah. So they'll give it all their all. Even the players, they know that this is the last time we set our foot here. Mm. So the attachment they have in that stadium, you know. So Everton in this one. Plus, we, we don't know how maybe uh, the log standing will be during that game uh, uh, when they when the, the day comes for that game, we don't know maybe if they'll be in their relegation zone or maybe they'll be maybe sitting somewhere out of their relegation zone. But for me, I believe that Everton in that particular game, they'll make sure that they end, they will, they will. I wonder, Seamus Coleman, you know, he has been a, a, a long serving um, captain for the club, you know, and you, you wonder like, is this, the final chapter for him. How's how's that gonna look? You know, like as from when he started to where he is now, and um, you know, still like he hasn't really had a chance to rest because he has been called upon in in some important um, fixtures for them this season. And uh, you wonder who's is is Mikalenko his long term replacement? You know, if you look at uh, Leighton Baines. He's now in the coaching um, setup at Everton and. And I don't really see a out-and-out replacement for him um, on the cards, but um, yeah, as a captain, what, what what do you think is going through his head? Huh? I I think he he just gives it his all till the end of the season. I think um, those two, uh, left back and right back, um, Mikalenko, who's the right back? I think it's that um, Pete, Pete Patterson. Peterson. So it was Nathan Patterson. But yeah. Previously, it was John Joe Kenny. Kenny, yeah. I think I think those those players are coming in as replacements now because you know the game the game needs to freshen up. Um, the youngsters are, are are key to these to these uh, roles in the team. The way um, the game is changing with mm. the wing backs, mm. and um, I think Seamus Coleman is. Uh, I think he served his time well, mm. and um, he'll give it his all. And obviously, his last game in front of the home fans. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. The atmosphere, at least, yeah, the atmosphere will be, yeah, electric, and it's going to be a good inning for 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 him. I think. Well, it was a, a huge um, a victory for them. Obviously, five one thrashing. They had gone seven games, uh, Premier League games, without um, a victory. Obviously, picking up some important draws. You look uh, performances against Chelsea. Tottenham and even against Leicester and Crystal Palace. So it was quite, um, it's been quite the journey for Sean Dyke and uh, I for one will be watching um, their story very closely, obviously. <laughs> Being a fan. Being a Everton <laughs> But yeah. Um, like, uh, let me ask you, Dej, from, from your point as a fan of Everton, how does it feel like to see your team struggling like this, this season? Gosh, it's, and we earlier mentioned that this is one of the, uh, old team in the the oldest era, era, yeah, yeah. Uh, teams in the in the being a founding founding club yeah I know it's 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 quite um, unfortunate you know because they didn't do much in my opinion to avoid the situation mm. because last last year they they were in a relegation battle as well and I think mm. um, their safety was confirmed I think in the final. Um, home league fixture and I wonder if it's going to be like that for the, the second same. time yeah. running but that tells me there's been some mismanagement somewhere along the line and um, you know for me I will be quite frustrated uh, to be the Everton owner currently because he has invested into the club you know you look at the new stadium being uh, Bramley Dock and it's it's absolutely sensational I've seen the videos I've been I've been following um, the progress um, very closely, and I'm I'm quite amazed to see um, what he has done, you know, and what um, that would do to 
um, other players who might want to sign for Everton, you know, currently performances on a pitch tell, like, you know, it's not something to be um, really happy about. But if you look at things to come, um, stadium obviously being huge, a huge part of that. Um, and also at the managerial appointments, you know, can't like, I, I'm sure that they've come with a price tag and, you know, he's, he's brought in some top notch um, tacticians. Oh. So, um, yeah, you know, shout out to Farad Mashiri. Um, another, another, you know, and, and another p- person who I do want to make mention is uh, Marcel Brands. He was actually the Ajax, um, I think, director of football. Uh. You look at some of the, the plays that have left Ajax during mm. his time. Mm. I think uh, it was around the window that uh, Hakim Ziyech was, was, you know, the talk of the town. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah, handled yeah. the Chelsea yeah. deal with them. You know, he's been in, in contact with Real Madrid. You know, he's, he's, his number is on most people's phones. You know, I'm sure his scouting network is huge and... You know, he was a perfect example, um, you know, of, of, of the caliber of people that Farhan Mushir has been trying to bring into the club. Mm. So, yeah, it's absolutely, um, yeah, painful uh, <laughs> to, see, to see the club. Um, you know, another um, owner who has been putting funds uh, behind their club is, uh, is that Nottingham Forest owners. I think the Gribaldi family, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I think they bought a whole new team. It, it does. Uh, uh, maybe two teams, actually. <laughs> two <laughs> you know, teams. Yeah. It's, it's quite, quite uh, astounding to see how uh, Steve Cooper has, you know, probably brought like, um, I'm, I'm sure there's dignitaries from all parts of the world over there. You've got representation um, in the dressing room. Like, I'm sure, I'm, I don't know what common language is spoken there. I'd be very interested to know that. But uh, yeah, credit to him for keeping them, um, you know, a bit of distance between them and the drop. Uh, yeah. Uh, with Nottingham Forest, for me, I'll say I was disappointed with Jesse Lingard, the way he have yeah, his season at Nottingham Forest. Like, he's one of the players that uh, he was promising. Uh, he was at United. For me, uh, when he was at West Ham, I think he found his... Uh, confidence back the way he performed when uh, he was loaned at West West Ham but then when he joined the forest I don't know what happened there and even the team coming out and to say he won't be offered a a new deal so I was a bit disappointed uh, to see him going down like that at Nottingham Forest because I thought he will be their key player this season for Forest so I was uh, you you know who's been the man for me at, at Forest now at these previous games is is Morgan Gibbs White, mm, sensational. Eh? Yeah, he's I what think, a signing he was from Wolves. Yeah, I think for sure. He might have been a club record if I if I'm mm, not mistaken. I, I think he he will be the man to 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 keep the team into in the Premier League. Yeah. And I believe that Nottingham Forest will survive. Yeah, I think they, I, they, their they, recent results like they've been like showing. Yes, they are on and off, but I think it was a huge win for them. You know, against 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 a huge yeah. win. Yeah. Four one, a uh, four uh, three, sorry. Three, yeah. Um, and you know, with Ward Prowse scoring the penalty, it could have been a very nervy um, ending to that I mean, that yeah. game. But um, for me, what has really helped them this season has been their home form. Um, I know away from home, oh, they've been absolutely deplorable. Yeah. But you know, in front of their their home fans, yeah, home uh, fans, yeah. They, they've really. Um, yeah played a, a, a really attractive brand of football. Mm. And um, I think that that's something that has gone a, a very long way in, in them um, staying afloat. Obviously, um, there is still three games to play and anything can happen. This is the Premier League and they do um, have appointments with Chelsea, Arsenal and Crystal Palace from now till the end of the season. Yes. Not easy. not easy fixtures so at I, all. Ma- easy. Maybe they just uh, survive relegation without winning another point. You, well, you could... You could be very right, Mark, yeah. because those those are, as I mentioned, three huge fixtures, and um, yeah. you know, the, well, the gap to to nineteenth being three points, you know, they they really aren't it's tight. Yeah, it's very <laughs> close, and um, you know, you look at Sam Allardyce at, at Leeds, and 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 um, Dean Henderson, um, Dean Smith, sorry, at at Leicester City, yeah. and would they be thinking could could Norwich could they if Norwich actually lose the next three, could they actually swap places with them? 
What does that mean for Everton also um, being in I that, think, separating I think, those clubs? I think all the teams having played the same games leaves it nice and clean for everybody to see because everybody will be playing at the same time. No one will be watching and, yeah, and, and, and say, hey, we, we need to, yeah, like this, this that, yeah. you know? So, so if I look at the, the, the table, Nottingham, 33, Everton, 32, and the fixtures they have, Nottingham's fixtures are not the they, easiest. Everton, Arsenal will be pushing, you know, it's going to be. I think that game yeah. Arsenal will give it all because they still got the league. They're pushing for the yeah, league. they're pushing for the league. Arsenal Chelsea might be, you're not sure. Crystal Palace looks to have found their feet again with, mm-hmm. with Roy Hodgson. Everton got Man City. I think Wolves and Bournemouth, I think they, they get points from there. Mm. Leicester, it doesn't look good for Leicester either. With Liverpool but and with Newcastle. Kind of attacking talent that they have, surely they, they get be up something. For the fight. Yeah, no, for sure. It's got, but, it's, yeah, obviously Nottingham Forest got, um, you know, three three London clubs still to play yeah. from now to the end of the season. And um, it's, yeah, it's m- going to be very tight come, come the end of the season. Well, m- moving on to another London club, um, West Ham. West Ham obviously being four points clear of Nottingham Forest um, at the time of recording. Um, yo, David Moyes, what, what's a, what a season he's had, you know, like obviously taking the club from strength to strength, you know, you're looking at back-to-back seventh-placed finishes. Um, And this obviously being his second stint with the club because I I believe um, he was appointed to save them from relegation and that went down to the wire. Mm. And then they they didn't give him the the job. I think it went to Slavon Bilic, if I'm not... Yeah, and he went to United at the the time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be... It was something, you know, something that um, I think West Ham being um, linked with, with Moyes, I think, look, I think he's a good managerial fit for them. I don't think they should sack him. I'm just going to, like, be honest. You know, I think he's he's been with them for some time and he's nurtured talent. You look at um, players like Bowen and Ben Rama, both being signed um, by David Moyes and um, the growth of Declan Rice in the time and... Um, you know, you look at um, players like Fabianski, you know, what a, what a signing, yeah. uh, what a player he's, he's churned out um, over there. So Lucas Paqueta. Paqueta as well, uh, you know, that's top talent. He's, you know, he wants to play for a London club, but, uh, mm. you know, 15th, 15th not good place. Enough. Yeah. Not good. London not good club, new stadium. They're no longer at Boiling Ground. They are now at the London stadium. Yeah. It's, it's a facility, mm. you know, and, but 15th. And they in the semifinals of... Uh, the conference. The conference European know. football. You know. Yeah. So uh, surely they, they are disappointed in them. Mm. Like, uh, it's surprising. Everton and West Ham, Leicester City to be fighting like relegation. It's very disappointing to see that happening in the English Premier League. So... For 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 the last two seasons, they were the Premier League's seventh highest scorers. Oh. This season, they've scored thirty eight goals, putting them in thirteenth position from all top flight clubs. Yeah. How do they change that, Mark? I, they 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 brought in Danny Ings. Am I right? Ding, uh, that that's correct. But yeah. Danny Ings is he, it's not Antonio. I think I don't think he's a goal scorer. He's just, but he's proven it. Yeah, 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 yeah he's been the number he's, one. He's not a, a a twenty goal striker. You know, they need someone like that. They need someone who can. They brought in Skimaka, if I'm mm, saying it right. Yeah. The Italian, the Italian, yeah. but he hasn't. Yeah, I think shown he Paqueta were club record signings. Yeah, and so came soon after one another. Doesn't look like he worked out. I I think Haller might have been the long term. Yes, if they had kept him because they the midfield is it's there, Rice, Paqueta. Mm. They have the creativity. Bowen has been top. Yeah. Uh, ben Rama, you mentioned. Yeah. If if they had that out and out striker who, who was scoring goals regularly, but I think they would have been a different outfit. To be honest, like if, if I if I look at West Ham and like over the last few seasons, I think they've always had like one impact player, like one player that galvanizes the rest of the team. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if it's got to do with tactics or it's just one man that just stands up, stands up and yeah. takes charge of the situation. Look at players like Dimitri Payet, um, I guess Declan Rice in, in this instance, yeah. you know, he's been the one to sort of assume the responsibilities. But, you know, look at Jesse Lingard, what he has been, been up to when, when he signed um, 
There's also Jared Bowen last year was sensational. I think mm-hmm. he was at one stage top three uh, scorers in the in the Premier League. Him and Mikel Antonio were scoring mm-hmm. for fun, um, and they haven't really hit the same. Yeah, lines. but they haven't signed. Mm-hmm. I think the Paqueta could have been that same iconic player, the same like Payet signing, the mm-hmm. same yeah. um, Lingard signing. You yeah. know, the same Bowen signing. Like that one player to take charge of the situation and you know he he was um a world cup player you saw him playing for brazil and lots of people um rooted for for brazil and and probably thought that they were going to win the world cup and you wonder if he played a better part what what could have happened if his output in front of goal was more different because right now i think west ham are, are probably thinking the same thing you know if mm. if this was the player we signed to hit those numbers you know you look at the free kicks the corners that one like man that can do it all for them and he hasn't he hasn't been he hasn't hit the the mark for me yeah and um i think moise he, he needs to come with fresh ideas if he if he survives and um if he wins the 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 conference league i think the that will will give him the financial back to to improve his squad as well yeah and i think to 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 pull this team better because the game's changing all the time and next season's going to be even harder because everybody's improving and i think this this conference league will be will be the turning point for him come end of the season if he's able to keep declan rice because everybody's running for his signature now mm. if if he's if he manages to keep the team he got and and add a few extra players to that squad mm. I think they 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 come back to their best. If if you were the the West Ham director of football, and which which positions would you be looking to to reinforce so that they avoid another relegation battle next season? You know, uh, I would look for a striker. Yeah, a striker. I think that's where like uh, they need to. It's, it's not going to be Dennings. I'm sure Antonio is getting. Mm. Like tired every yeah, season, you know. I would be looking for a striker, and also I would look for a replacement for Declan Rice, who can leave mm-hmm. anytime because everybody, as Mark mentioned, everyone is looking for. Uh, I'm signature. sure you'll get. They'll get anything more than a hundred more. I'm sure the, the, yeah, the so, starting bid will be a hundred. So, yeah. so, so you see now, if they, if teams are coming for Declan Rice and they. With the price tag that they they've put on him, I think that's where like they need to take that money and go to strengthen their squad at the back and up front. I think that's especially up front because I think they don't have uh, that striker who like score for them week in week out. Mm-hmm. So who, who do you think that they would look to replace? Um, I guess Antonio's position would because you know you look at um, some of the strikers that have. Been um, sensational this season. Ollie Watkins is there. Ivan Tony is there. Um, like leave your Canes and your Harlands, but there have been glimpses that you know player Callum Wilson as well has had a very good season for Newcastle. And you know you wonder if would they have signed for those clubs if if West Ham had had made an offer perhaps because I think, I think if West Ham was in a better position, I think they would have. Yeah, because good striker. Do you think they look for? I, there's not many strikers out there now at the moment. I Anthony think, Marshall, do you guys what do you what do you make of him? Because I, I think I've, I've Marshall been, leaves the league. Yeah. I don't think he stays. He stays. Do you think yeah. he goes back oh. to France? I think he goes back. I think what's the striker for Sevilla? Sevilla also fighting relegation. Oh yeah, El Nasiri. Yeah, yeah. Nasiri. I used to El Nasiri. I'd go for for that strike. El Nasiri. Yeah, think he could yeah. be the answer to their their yeah. problems. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd go for him. There's, there's not many prolific strikers out yeah, there now. He, at the if moment. it happens, Sevilla goes down. I'll go for him mm. without any doubt. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, you know, moving on to our relegation <laughs> battle as we make our way up the log, um, brings us to Bournemouth, 14th place. Bournemouth, 39 points from 35 games. Um, you know, recently uh, defeated by. Um, Chelsea three one obviously a huge huge <laughs> victory for Frank Lampard yeah. um, avoiding being the first double uh, <laughs> you know he's uh, 
can confirm Frank Lampard is not the new James Bond. <laughs> they, so, they were almost destined for relegation yeah, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so But, um, Gary O'Neill has done a, a tremendous job with, it's, with Bournemouth. It's, yeah, it's it's been sensational because they've had some huge defeats this season. You know, you look mm. at the Liverpool game. I think West Ham hit them for four not that long ago. Mm. Um, so it's 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 been. It hasn't necessarily been smooth sailing, and you know I'm sure the the mental strength of those players, um, it's, it's some, must be something that's um to be admired. Yeah. Um, but I think for them, their league position, I think the, it's it's pretty much safe because they've won the games they needed to win. You know, you you look at the the performance against Leeds, four one. You know, I think after following that one, uh, Jesse March probably got the the sack. Yeah, um, and then before that, it was a one nil against Southampton. Against Southampton, yes. you know, another crucial, yeah. crucial victory because you look at those teams; they are now in 19th uh, and 20th place respectively, and, and Bournemouth are sitting pretty in 14th. And the shocker against Spurs too. Yo, that one! I think that probably gave them that boosted them a bit of momentum, yeah. and uh, you know, it was um, a fantastic game. I remember watching it, and they played with such. Attacking vigor, mm. um, it's 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 for I them. I think they took their shots against Tottenham. They they knew Tottenham were, was a wounded animal, and uh. mm. they put them to the sword at that game, yeah. playing away as well. Yeah, so that was was a huge win for them. But they they go to Palace next game, which won't be easy because under Roy Hodgson, I think they they starting to play very well. Mm. Ize is finding his feet. Olise is playing well. But Bournemouth in, in, them, in their own right have um, a forward that has been doing really well. I mean, mm. Dominic Solanke enters yeah. this um, this fixture with six goal involvements in his previous eight league appearances. Mm, I think it, he's the, the talisman at this club. He's, he's not a bad player. He's, his link-up play is quite good. Mm. And uh, I think they're just a good um, uh, team playing team you know what i'm saying they mm. they together they play they don't have a lot of individual players who, who stand out too much you know mm. they they all they play as a unit yeah which which helps their game a lot so i think he's been someone that has been uh, integral to, to yeah. them surviving the drop because Definitely. you know you, you need a, a sort of forward um that that can just put the ball at the back of the net and you look at his time you know from chelsea to liverpool yeah. to to where he's landed up now and You know he has stood up and um, shown that he is capable of of being that um, that that person that does um, net those important goals, um, especially when you when you look at the relegation battle because it it is the you you are the one. You know you look at Patrick Bamford per se being yeah, at Leeds. Leeds. Look at mm-hmm. where Leeds are now. You know I didn't mention Rodrigo, but Patrick Bamford is a striker. You know yeah. he has been part of them for. For many years, um, and I think yeah. at one stage he missed the entire season out through injury, injury. entire season. So, yeah, I think the recruitment um, team at Bournemouth they did very well to to bring Solanke in when they did because obviously he was with them when they went to the championship and they have come up. And um, yeah, I'm going to be interested to see like where where they finish because obviously Mark you mentioned Palace being the next one, but then they they play United and Everton. Oof. Can you see them getting anything from that, Ayanda? Oh, United will be closing on Champions League. Yeah, yes. and Liverpool is coming for them. So Everton, Everton is the last game. Oh, you mean Liverpool for yeah, United? For United, for, so, for, yeah, the yeah, top, so now, top three and four. Yeah, so uh, United, it's been. Uh, I don't remember when was the last time they played in the Champions League. You know, <laughs> so I, I don't see them like making it out uh, against the uh, United. So maybe uh, it's the final home game. So, do you think the fans could have anything to to do with yeah. that one? Obviously, being at the vitality, maybe they can get a point there because also United they they lacking at the back with Varane out and Martinez. So I uh, I think they can get a point in that game, but a uh, a win, uh, I'm not thinking. They You're gonna, not so yeah, convinced. Yeah? yeah, I'm not convinced, but uh, I think a a draw they'll mm-hmm. get a point. Yeah, in that game. Okay, well, be looking to see how that one um, plays out. But moving our attention to to the next club, Wolves. Gosh, I didn't see see this. You know, 
um them them and crystal palace um palace obviously above them on goal difference mm-hmm. um wolves coming at a negative 20 <laughs> negative 20 you know that for me it just shows that the inability to put the ball at the back of the net is like it just screams over there and you know in their like side of play they they aren't necessarily a team to concede a lot of goals but when you look at negative 20 it just yes. goes to show eh? and and they don't have a bad team uh, for me, I think Matthias um, Cunha Co- yeah. is going to uh, be very important for them. Really? Um, Ruben going. Neves, Diego Costa. At one stage, this team was seventh. I think under Nuno, they, yeah, they were playing yeah. some insane, football, yeah. insane football. You know, yeah, you look yeah. at them spreading the play. Diego Jata was over there mm. um, putting yards between him and Ad- defenders. Adamo Traore was, was quality at the time as well. Lethal. Wait, how do you think they've, they've ended up in this... Um, Position. I think, think it also comes down to 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 changing coaches. As yeah, well. I, I was about to say that I I think uh, firing uh, that coach. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ruben Luben Lager Lager was Lager. Bruno Bruno Lager was. Yeah. He was um, the coach at the beginning of the season, and he, he had a good start to them. Yeah, I think it was three wins from three or mm-hmm. four from four, something like that. They were yeah. top of the log as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think it was them and Spurs. And then they went head to head. And I think, well, I might be getting in mistaken, but I remember Tottenham under Antonio Conte and Wolves under Bruno Lager were doing really well. They were yeah. outperforming mm-hmm. their, their teams because Tottenham started against Man City, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, was a, it was a victory for, for them. And then I think they went on and on and... It was quite um, amazing to see them do well, but I would never think Wolves would be this far off the pace, especially with a club like that and the four the foresight that they would have had. Um, obviously, they still are a big name in in the Premier League. Um, you look at their signings: uh, Matias Cunha from Atletico Madrid of all mm-hmm. clubs. He brought an Atletico Madrid player, striker. Um, he's he, you know he's got some. You know, they, they've they've got four fixtures still to play from now till the end of the season and anything can happen you know you got yeah. but uh, sorry three fixtures uh, but they're against United Everton and Arsenal yo where do you see them getting points here Dish? probably the Everton fixture but you know, uh, the yeah. Arsenal at the, at the end of the season, I can't see them doing yeah, anything. You, That's United playing for Champions League. Oh, it's United at home. So United, Everton playing for their lives. It's, it's Arsenal it's, playing for the league. Look, I think the one between Everton and Wolves, that's going to be the most important one. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how they got dismantled by Brighton. 6-0. Absolutely. Thrashing. It was absolute hiding. Um, so I wonder if Sean Dyke is looking at that and wondering, maybe... You know, if we start, they could be um, disorganized. You know, maybe they, they, they could get... But, you know, that 5-1 that win would boost Everton like you can't believe. Mm, I think that's going to give them the world of confidence to go on and, and, and take these three games on with the same attitude. They, they have nothing to lose now. They just have these three games to secure their survival. Go out, give it their all and see from there. Yeah, no, it, was, it was absolutely incredible to... To, to see them actually win a game because I don't think they had won <laughs> this calendar year away from home. Away from home, yeah. yeah and they were first to everything. They 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 never backed down. They played Dwight McNeil. Yeah, he's, he's he, been... He, he was sprinting at the end of the game. That second goal he scored was top was quality. His own, his own doing. His own doing. He's still sprinting. Yeah. which shows that, that things are are changing a bit. Like the players look much fitter mm-hmm. with, with Sean Dice there. You can see there's some sort of Organization. He knows Dyke's system. You know, yeah, he's, he's, as yeah, well. yeah. he's also been with Sean Dyke, obviously, at the time at Burnley. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you look back at that Arsenal game where Everton, um, I think everybody had written them off at that point um, because Arsenal were high flying. Yeah. You, know, you look at some incredible football and for Everton to come away with a 1 0 victory on home soil, Brian mm-hmm. McNeil obviously providing the assists, playing out wide. You know, as he's done so many times for Burnley, just hooking that ball into the, the danger zone. And when you, you know, you'd have a, a sort of center forward like um, Chris Wood or like Sam Vokes or um, some tall, imposing center forward. And I think in this instance, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is there. I'm, I'm so happy he's back. 
Mm. What a player! I I personally I like him. Do you think he scores against Wolves? Do you think he could I be definitely, important? definitely. He 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 started the the game off so well against a uh, Brighton. He got the assist early for mm. for Decore, for the corner. Yeah. He's it just his his link up play. He's he's not a selfish mm. footballer. He comes in. He, he he gets the ball. He brings players in. He runs behind defenders. Mm. You know, if if there's a player in a better position than him. He plays the ball surely just for yeah. the goal. You know he's a team player. Yeah, and it showed in that game against Brighton. He was he was top. He had a good performance. The only problem is is injuries for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he's back for the club, and and they will need him definitely in the in the running for the season. I think that's going to be a, a difficult one. You know, Wolves and Everton. That that could be a relegation. Yeah, um, final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, in this one, for for me, uh, in that game, I think it's gonna be a draw with goals. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's gonna be a draw. A high scoring. Yeah, high, high scoring, scoring draw. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking on to to the next club after Wolves, it's Crystal Palace. Ayanna Roar Hudson has entered the the the. Managerial dugout with Crystal Palace, I think, for his third time, if I'm not mistaken, a third stint with them. What What do you make of him? Because you know he he comes in the club as let go of Patrick Vieira, who's been you know he's, he's different. I thought his results were respectable, obviously not great. They hadn't won a league game in the calendar year yeah. until Royal Hudson steps in. They go and win three on the trot. What is happening? For me, I think it's still the same uh, Crystal Palace because look. When they fired uh, Petro Vieira, yeah. they were still in the same position. Just that the results were not like uh, winning three games in a row, but mm. it's still the same for me. So nothing new. Maybe the style of play, maybe you could say. But for me, I think it's still one and the same thing. I don't know why they sacked uh, Petro Vieira because it was doing well for them. So for me, I think uh, Crystal Palace will survive. Do you think it was a case of maybe let's do it now and not wait till the end of the season because you would have had more bargaining power. You know, the club's position is weaker the more games are played because now the manager has less time to save them. Yeah. Mm. Maybe their mandate maybe was to maybe finish with in the conference league spot, maybe. Maybe that's why maybe they thought maybe, uh, no, uh, let's... Sophia well, the twelfth. I don't think they'd aim for. I guess what well, Chelsea uh, uh, is two points from them. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> at the beginning of the season, the because yeah, because uh, look when they sacked uh, Vieira, I think they were eleven or twelve. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think they were somewhere there. They weren't near the the drop. Yeah, they yeah. were they were hovering around mid table. Yeah, yeah. You, you you see what I'm saying. So for me, it's still uh, the same thing. So hence, I'm saying maybe they tried maybe to say. Let's bring in a new manager. Maybe he will take us up further. So mm, for yeah. me, uh, but uh, uh, I believe that they will survive uh, relegation. I I think Crystal Palace are safe for me. Yeah, they they've got ten points till nineteenth yeah. place, and you know you would have to have some incredible things happen in the Premier League for <laughs> for Crystal Palace to be in a relegation battle. No. Um, they do have fixtures against Bournemouth, Fulham, and Nottingham Forest. What yeah. do you think they'll get? How many points marked from those three? I think they are hard game for me. Sorry to yeah, no, interrupt. You... There. I think they are hard game for me is Fulham. That being at Craven Cottage, but yeah. remember, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest are played at home, and those defenses, you know, I don't really see either of them keeping many clean sheets. Um, obviously, Forest have, but that's on home soil. This is away at Crystal Palace. The Bournemouth fixture as well. It's away at Crystal Palace, so. I think those are those are two wins for them. They'll be looking at that as as two wins against Fulham, as Iana mentioned. Yeah, it's probably the difficult one because um, Mitrovic will be back, you know. You know, and, and um, the way Andreas Pereira is playing, William, um, Tom Kenny as well. I believe he's opened his Premier League account for. He scored two as well. Yeah, yeah. so you know, he's shown that he can pop in with some goals but here and there. Mar- Marco Silva's made that team a very good team. They 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 were punching way above their weight. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago or a month ago, yeah, because they were they were getting the some good results. Exactly, uh, FA Cup. You know, yeah. what, what are you delivering? Mark, Marcus Silva has done a good job. Yeah, it's been. I'm sure it's. But, um, but uh, I think that's the hardest game for them, the Fulham game. Mm, well, the currently, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. I think they beat Bournemouth. Eh? Mm. 
currently Chelsea separates uh, Crystal Palace and and Fulham, and yo, you have to 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 just like take oh, it all in. Gosh, Chelsea, Chelsea, eleventh <laughs> place, miss. on the brink of uh, <laughs> you know they themselves are on the way to a relegation battle, it, and this this win was. Huge, absolutely huge. You cannot. I'm sure. I'm. I'm just shocked. They scored three goals. Mm. Even well, their fans were saying, "Hey, how did we win this game?" <laughs> <laughs> it shows that they they never had hope. No, they I were think just wanting to. They, in fact, they want to see the season end. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, they've got some incredible fixtures from now until the end of the season. You're looking at both Manchester clubs and Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. I don't think it gets harder than Gosh. that. I think the win that they had over the last weekend was key for them because they, if you look at the fixtures that... If uh, they had lost, they, they would have been dragged in the relegation yeah, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you they think they still can? No, I don't think so. Do you so. think mathematically they are safe? No, they're, they're safe. safe. They're safe. They're Surely safe. they're safe. But safe as in like they'll finish 15th, 16th? Because that is still safe. No, well, no, I don't think they like, can, I don't think they go hey, but looking at these fixtures <laughs> it's four fixtures yeah. and if something happens against Forest mm. you, again you're looking at both Manchester clubs if and Newcastle if they so lose that's like three of the current top if four if they lose points to Forest they should be worried yeah cuz they play three of the current top four clubs exactly. they still need to play so you yeah. look you, you wonder those those games against Southampton you know Crystal Palace mm. Fulham what what is going Imagine. through the mind you know when Brighton came there Th- came to town and I think that one couldn't have come at a better time for for Lampard yeah. I think this this will be the start where they they need to use this as a as a stepping stone in the right direction and 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 take that performance into the next game because they know what's at stake and they need to start playing to 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 their strengths mm-hmm. Chelsea next season in the Premier League. What can you tell me? What what are you looking forward to see from them? Who is the manager? Is it Lampard? Is it Nagelsmann? Is it Pochettino? It seems like Pochettino is their main man. Mm. So it seems like he's going back to London again, uh, but in a different colors this time. Mm. <laughs> he was obviously on yeah. the, in that fixture where I think the Chelsea players and the Tottenham players were exchanging blows. I think uh, it was Vertonghen and Diego Costa who had started that uh, brawl up. And, um, you know, you remember Poch being the one to separate those groups of players, um, him keeping a calm mind. I wonder what it would mean to, to, to like him, you know, being a Tottenham like manager for, for so long. And, you know, the emotions he would have had with those yeah. band of players to now come up or potentially come up against him. We, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen because Tottenham also without a manager and I'm sure Daniel Levy might have made a call. Definitely. Well, but for me, I think uh, he's heading to Chelsea. Like the reports, confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, the reports, like the way they have been like coming out. Chelsea, you, he's going to Chelsea. I'd be surprised if there's another not, manager that yeah. comes in, but... Mm. Uh, the way things look like uh, Pochettino is a Chelsea man. Do you think Chelsea have a blessing in disguise? Yeah, obviously with them being where they are in the league, Champions League is not going to be on their, on their to-do list. There's no European travel. They'll just yeah, stay yeah. in England, focus on, um, the on, on their conditioning, yeah. on their training, on getting those groups of players together, you know, you look, they might be more team building activities on, on a Wednesday evening rather than Champions League duties. Do you think that's going to work in their favor? Big time. I think that's exactly what they needed. I think they need all the time they can get together as a team to pull and to, to just to, to mix with each other, you know, become, become a more family than just a team yeah. because they, they have everything in that team. They have the players, they have, they have speed, they have creativity, they have World Cup winners in the team, you know? So, so I think a preseason is, is needed. I think not playing in, 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 in Champions League and, and all these competitions where they're traveling is, is a big bonus for them to just build on, on, on each other and, and become more, more of a team. And I think next season, they're going to be, be one to watch, mm-hmm. I believe. Chelsea have been in this um, position before. 
if you look at um, that season, I think Mourinho was there. They, did, they were like 14th or something like that when he had one stage. And I think he was relieved of his duties. I think Gus Hiddink might have been the one to come until the end of the season, obviously stabilize the, the ship. Mm. And, um, and that group of players there, you know, you look at um, Diego Costa, I think Alvaro Morata was there. I think Oscar might have been there at that stage. I think uh, Fabregas was there. And uh, he was the one that actually um, came out, like, I think two weeks ago. I think he was on Sky Sports or was covering one of the games as, a, as an analyst um, on the touchline. And he said that they were in this position. He was in that, that locker room at that time. And they had signed Conte. And, and because of the lack of travel, they went on to, to win, to win the, the, league, the yeah. league the next year. Mm. And is Poch going to be the man to do that because he needs to galvanize the team. You know, the, the way Antonio Conte did in that title winning year because they, they had some stiff competition. You know, Liverpool has always been there. Man City has always been there during those times. You know, maybe not so much United and, and Tottenham or Arsenal, but there was always competition at the top mm. in the Premier League. And um, yeah, they, they put their head and shoulders above the competition and, and lifted that. Can you see anything like that happening next season? Well, for me, I think Chelsea next season, yeah, they can like uh, they can become like more competitive next season because like because the way like uh, the the players they've signed and the coach that is coming in, Pochettino and what he has done uh, at PSG and in Tottenham, uh, at Tottenham. So they can turn things around. As Mark said, that uh, with less uh, football competition for them next season, this is the time for players to connect, uh, regroup, know each other, like they will communicate, become like more uh, one family. So for Chelsea next season, they'll be like uh, a team to watch. Mm. Well, let's see what happens from now to the end of the season because it could it could show us, you know, how, what depths um, the Premier League has to offer. Um, gentlemen, it's been lovely picking your brains um, as we work through the uh, the bottom off of the the Premier League. Obviously, from twentieth till eleventh place. Um, yeah, what can I say? This league just never fails to amaze me. Thanks for today. Thanks, Thank um, you, Dish, and till next time. Yeah, bye. Cheers.